0: Thank you so much, Reese. Another classic uh, aspect of uh, news and information and other signs of, of wonderment. In the studio, not one, not two, but three Midweek Drive co presenters. Kathy Manso, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Excellent. And Rebecca Bond, how are you? Very
1: well thank you marvellous
0: and a newbie although she's been with us via zoom before but she's having her first steps forward bedfordshire's finest it is lucy mills how are you lucy i'm good
2: thank you how are you
0: very good and even more wonderful and excitement is that we've got online via zoom because we're mixing and matching these days live for the midweek drive it's taryn k how are you taryn
3: i'm good thank you i
0: can't see you alex no well i mean look if you want to pet that there there i am look it's it's mr pen going in and out of the actual thing there if you're oh
3: uh,
4: uh, there yeah
0: (laughs) no 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 no. the team the team working through that taryn uh, how's life did you watch the oscars
3: um no i didn't no um, was that a personal
0: choice was it a case of you couldn't stand william smith getting violent with people or was it just a case of it's a thing it's a
3: it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a yeah and I'm glad I didn't watch it because that was very rude. He was very rude. There were children in that audience.
5: This
0: That's is so I true. Exactly. There were children in the audience. Jessica Burtis from North Carolina, how are you?
5: I am doing pretty well. How are you?
0: Excellent. We've got a Louisiana special on the show today. That's Louisiana, not too far away really? from where you're based. So, yeah, Lincoln to Louisiana, it's fantastic. And I do actually cite sweet tea and boiled peanuts as part and parcel of the whole thing. So what's the weather yeah. like in North Carolina, please, Jessica?
5: It's actually very chilly. Um, we've had a cold snap come around, so all the tulips are blooming in the front yard. But it's gotten very cold, so mm. I hope it's a bit warmer in
4: England right now.
5: no
0: uh i've been quite blunt it it isn't really i mean we've had our summer we're now into autumn we'll be heading into winter probably just in time for easter really (laughs) which is which is the way forward um taryn you've got three fine folk in the studio who would you like to actually quiz i'm suggesting maybe lucy mills because you know she's from bedfordshire and that's not too far away from your sort of southern roots or maybe it is i don't know you know whatever uh you've probably performed in bedfordshire have you not um,
3: have I p- performed, uh,
2: Luton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Luton, <laughs> yes. Luton Airp- L- 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 Airport, Airport, <laughs> <laughs> with the accent as well.
0: Yeah. It's, it's it's a whole new wondrous world. But what would you like to actually ask Lucy about, because this is her first ever studio-based midweek drive?
3: Right. Okay, Lucy. So I presume you're studying to be um, media, learning media, and all yeah, those a journalist. Things? Yeah, to be a journalist wonderful yeah that's um very brave in this day and
0: age it's very very brave yeah. actually it is yeah. Brave. It's, yeah it's so, it's it's so brave i wonder what cathy mans i mean you gave up a career in music just to actually go into journalism really it's, that's even more brave isn't it
1: i mean it depends uh, <laughs> gave up i mean uh, i was i also was in education so you know gave up the stability of that's, education to go yeah. into the stability of journalism yeah
0: i mean the education that, that is really brave i mean for any teachers out there Yeah, I mean, yeah, Uh, it's uh, it's terrifying to actually go into that. I mean, you know, you're faced with people who sort of—I mean, frightening. Rebecca, what sort of week have you had?
6: Um, Not bad. I'm kind of disappointed with the weather. Um, That was really keeping me going, keeping me motivated. So now it's disappeared. Um, Honestly, trying to get back to
0: Rebecca, you cannot rely on the meteorologists of the world just to actually help your own particular branch.
6: It's it's, it's
0: important. Not the case at all. Anyway, we've covered the weather. That's always gripping when we're four, four or five minutes into the show. And I think <laughs> nothing else about the weather. Uh, Jessica, did you watch the Academy Awards?
5: I did actually. Me and my friend. I was staying with my friend in um, Raleigh. I took the train up, which is I've never taken a train in the U.S. It's not usual, mm-hmm. um, but I actually went and stayed with her, and we had like a whole Oscars night. So we watched all four hours. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, were you shocked at all by the uh, the little Wiki Wiki Wawa Will Smith moment? <laughs>
5: You know, actually, it, it's it cut out like they censored it. when um, We were watching censorship it, in so, America. Yeah, it went silent because you can't you can't swear on, on TV. No, here. you
0: can't on silent radio yeah. either. I'm just saying.
5: Yeah, and then, it, like, I don't know if it was the station we were watching, and it, um, it went it went black when mm-hmm. it happened, mm-hmm. and we, we thought something was just wrong with her um, streaming, so then it came back on, and we, were, we thought nothing of it, and we went downstairs, no. and, and then was like, and then. did you see that? <laughs> you go to
0: YouTube, it's astounding. In fact, quoting from just some of the feedback we've actually had in terms of the British press, uh, Will Smith's childish, undignified behavior has only dragged the woke-ridden, virtue-signaling garbage that is the Oscars ceremony further into the trash can can. A very irate reader from Portsmouth talking about that. Anyway, so it goes. Um, I did quite like a, another comment which was basically uh, from uh, Diane Silver writing for uh, Boscombe in Bournemouth. The sense of professional etiquette has long been missing at awards ceremonies as presenters become increasingly bold with their edgy humour. Chris Rock's jokes about Jada Pinkett's, uh, Pinkett's, Pinkett Smith's hair loss this year crossed the line. Of course you can't just go hitting someone or come out with profanities as Will Smith did. But there are lessons to be learnt on both sides smith may face some fine or penalty but his well-deserved oscar for king richard should not be in jeopardy richard fitzwilliams will as you'll doubtless expect be uh, orating about that later on but maybe we should actually find out what is pamela Sue man in the state of new york with the fabulous 5g connection which is going to be superb across the base pamela what did you make of the academy awards was a case of look those are actors i'm a musician why should i actually watch the academy awards
7: Exactly. And, and so I didn't.
0: <laughs> exactly. You see, blunt, to the point, no messie without. Kathy, your, your New York background must echo that the positivity there.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, she said it exactly how she should say it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> In the studio, Pamela Suman, a student who has interviewed you intensely for her dissertation on the impact of the Beatles. We have, of course, uh, the wonderful Lucy Mills she's not waving Pamela's waving to you you can no, see her waving wave. Oh, she's, there we are the wave it's a, it's a polite Bedfordshire wave it's like a quiet wave really celebrity wave really uh, Pamela um, we've so far identified that in um, the land of Jessica North Carolina it's fairly miserable what's the weather like <laughs> in, in London Taryn
3: um it's a little bit cold, but mm. it's not raining, mm. and it's about 11 degrees. Right. So, so that's not too bad, no, is it?
0: Exactly. Yeah. It could be a lot worse. We could be having earthquakes and all sorts of other areas. Of course. Uh, So, Taryn, you're a Beatles fan, are you not?
3: Yes, I am, actually. Yes. Uh, yes.
0: If I'm going to ask you to actually turn on the Taryn K telepathy here and I'm going to ask you to actually make a selection for a Beatles number that actually Lucy Mills would say, yeah, that's exactly what I meant in terms of this is why I, even though I wasn't around at the time and wasn't even born or even considered, I still actually want to do a dissertation about the Beatles. Which one do you think she'd actually go for of the oeuvre that those four bonnie lads from Liverpool actually came up with? What do you think, Taryn?
3: Well, Last time I was on your show, I had to choose some um, songs, Mm. and one of them was, And I Love Her. Mm. And I think that's a beautiful Beatles number. And um, yeah, You've, it's taken you all this time yeah. to think. God, those harmonies are brilliant because yeah. I can't harmonise. Oh, just sing the melody.
0: Ask Pamela; she'll help, help you to harmonise. I mean, you know, Pamela Suman and Kathy Manso will be harmonising like nobody's business. As we actually just take a musical break to actually just collect, get our gatherings together, and actually go for this little number. Which, uh, Lucy, are you quite happy with this one? Is it the right choice? Do you I
2: feel am. absolutely? That's go nice then.
8: The kiss my lover brings, she brings to me, and I love her. A love like us could never die, as long as I have you near me. stars that shine Dark is the sky I know this love of mine Will never die And I love her
0: Pamela, ever considered doing a cover version of And I Love Her or not? It's the whole point of the Midweek Drive Live. Those ideas that we give, obviously, via Zoom can be live and shared throughout the globe, really. It's very important, I'm just saying. I mean, what do you think, uh, Lucy, do you think that Pamela could do justice to, and I love her?
2: Of course she could. Of course, of course she could. She of could. course,
0: exactly. There's just no decision about that at all. Um, I'm not, Taryn, have you met Pamela before, or is this a first for you? It, yes, you have. Good, yes, excellent stuff. Yes,
7: um, yes we have. <laughs> Alex, do you know where, where Taryn and I bonded? Where did you uh, bond? We bonded over some shards.
0: Of course, this is so true. Yeah. Uh, to which Taryn, obviously, in the in the very first appearance and, and the play where we actually gave an, uh, an airing to ouch, was convinced that uh, Pamela was talking about shards, as in chopped lettuce, as opposed to shards of glass. You recall that. It lettuce. was
7: my typo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But that's the kind of thing that can lead to battles between countries. Is, is it a bit of lettuce or is it a bit of broken glass? One of those two things could be chronic in, in a whole range of ways. Uh, any, anyway, Pamela, who would you like to chat to in the studio team here? I mean, it's your chance to actually sort of speak to Rebecca, to Lucy, to Kathy, find out how things have been going, what their views are on life, the universe and other aspects. And, of course, what we will talking about in the not too distant future, why we should all head over to Louisiana.
7: That loud, and I feel like it was the most essential part. <laughs> so I'll just fill in the blanks, I suppose. Hmm. You know, I have to say, you all look so happy and beautiful. And
0: that's it, really—happy and beautiful. They don't need to say <laughs> any further. That's 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 the the key thing there. All happy and beautiful—it's it's great I stuff.
7: Wish, I wish we could. Don't you, Taryn? I wish we could be in the room with you. And there were th- you know two more seats and two more sets of headphones and mics and. We could
4: just really have a yeah,
0: back a in diet. the day of course we used to do those sort of things <laughs> but these. are you all uh, holding up at
7: the moment the light of Re- Rebecca
0: are you holding up at the moment oh
7: just about just about
6: holding up. Um, I've got my dissertation due in two days, so hopefully that's going to be out of the way and you know something to reflect back on and be proud of. But mm-hmm. certainly after that, I'll be um, a lot so less stressed. Th- th- this is
0: the reason. I mean, Rebecca Bond doing a joint honours program with journalism and creative writing.
6: English, oh. <laughs>
0: English. journalism and English. Not quite the
6: creative. The
0: researchers. <laughs> immaculate as ever with respect to this particular programme all good uh, and uh, has to submit earlier than of course the Journal of Dissertation which is due in April 29th 29th, 29th. Yes. 29th yeah. so just fine tuning that sort of things in, in Lucy's case which is, is very good Jessica of course Dissertation time is all gone for your good self until you start all over again and you're in Ireland with the joys of Trinity College Dublin are you anticipating that with great excitement and of course the fact that you may you may even connect with, with Pamela's daughter Faye if you get there in time in the summer
5: yeah i am it still feels very surreal like it's um it's been nerve-wracking but i am looking forward to it i feel like in this year off from school um was a bit strange because it's like it's all i've known for my life you know since i can remember i've i've been in school every single year um you know 13 years of kindergarten to 12th grade and then four years of college and then suddenly I was like in this world where I didn't have that structure and that was so bizarre for me to adjust to um so I'm kind of happy to have the like classes back and honestly it sounds silly but I'm I'm excited to have exams back (laughs) and something to have like a structure and kind of focus on
0: how important it is to actually have that structure in life and, and constant exams and so on. Maybe the world would be a better place if we just actually had exams. Maybe this is just one continual exam. I must have flunked a few years ago, but never mind. That's uh, part and parcel of the whole thing. Uh, Lucy, first question. Do you want to throw it at Taryn or Pamela or Jessica?
2: Um, we'll go for Pamela. Mm-hmm. I know her, love her. Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for, mm-hmm. your, for the interview that we did a couple of weeks ago. Um, Pamela answered the questions... Exactly the way I hoped she would. Uh, yeah, you didn't um, want to
0: lead her on, though. I mean, you no, know, you're course. a journalist, I'm Lucy, a so you journalist. can't actually sort of say, oh, you're giving me exactly the answers I want." Thank you very much. That's exactly. the kind of that's that's, no. that's lazy journalism, no. Lucy. That's journalism that kind of has already make, written the story before it's actually you found out the sorts of that. But no,
2: we were just um, our minds were just linked from New York to Lincoln. I think they were just on the same wavelength. Mm, um, cool. But my question to you is what has been the highlight of your week so far?
7: Oh, goodness. Oh, okay, I I can't name names, but I found out that a project that is really dear to my heart, that's really important to me, that I've been sort of having in my heart um, for 18 years, um, it's like a dream come true because there's somebody that I admire so very, very, very much who might be involved in my project. one day, uh, I can name names. And, and, and
0: yeah, stop it. teasing us, Pamela. You can't name names, but it was <laughs> a highlight of the week. Okay, let's let's cut to the chase here.
7: Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm getting to I'm getting to work with one of my heroes. So nice, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's the highlight of my week. This oh, is good.
0: Very exactly. exciting. Another, well done.
7: Another highlight of my week is the the fall that I just had when I was uh, trying to trying to clean my apartment and. Um,
0: Pamela, I've told you about doing stunt work in the New York apartment. It's not big. It's not clever. You said you'd stop after you stopped abseiling up and down the side of the building. Now, what's going on there?
7: I, I, I slipped and I, I bonked the side of my head. <laughs>
0: <sighs> you see, these Americans, they, I mean, Kathy, honestly, you know, it's just.
1: <sighs> Maybe we should ask first of all, Pam, you OK? How's yeah. your head? <laughs> I'm happy. I care in the world.
7: You know, <laughs> Jerry put me on the couch with a coffee, you know, give me a coffee and. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> OK, well, you know, obviously we wish you well, Pamela, because it's, it's critical that you maintain that sort of quality of, of songwriting skill and wonderment because we do, of course, have Pink Flamingos coming down the line in the not too distant future. Not this week, but in the near future, we'll release pink, flam- pink, pink Flamingos and maybe we should get the Pink Flamingos with the Brayford Swans and see what actually comes about from that point of view. Yes, Jessica, I thought that might be a good one. Um, Taryn, have you ever been to Louisiana? no okay would you like to find out why maybe you should go to louisiana
3: at the moment
0: okay then Right, oh. well, we'll just delay it for a few moments then. that's okay was, <laughs> it, it, the the original script taryn as you recall had oh yes of course i would i'd oh. then play the mississippi muds thing then we'd sort oh. of segue into an interview with uh, two fine folk megan and jennifer from the louisiana tourist board but that's okay you know the rehearsal you know <laughs> we'll just have to work on, on, on a different line entirely so we'll we'll step away for, from that perspective uh <laughs> kathy um, I'm not even going to give you the line about Louisiana because you say, what, what are we talking about there? Anything you'd like to throw to the, the Zoomers, as I refer to them. We've got the Midway Drivettes all, but we've got the Zoomers and we've got the Studio Souls. So anyone you'd like to put to, to the Zoomers there, Jessica, Taryn and Pamela, only one of whom is going to be lasting the whole show. I'm oh, just saying.
1: Interesting twist, man! <laughs> no. This just turned into a mystery. Uh, well, I guess my question to everyone involved is, what like what are your what's a top fact you know about Louisiana? For example, I know the drinking age is 16 with a guardian.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, because drinking age is not by the nation; no. it's by the state.
0: Exactly. Yeah, spoken like a true uh, Miami-based soul, basically. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, any fun facts about Louisiana, Jessica? Um,
1: you know, oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> Stop fighting with Pamela.
1: <laughs>
0: Carry on, Jessica. Any fun facts for yourself? Um
2: you know, I don't know if I
5: know any specific fun facts. I know that like the culture in Louisiana is very specific to that area mm. and um that's very interesting. I have heard that um porches get painted blue, um mm. because it's it's superstition with spirits. Mm.
1: I have heard that.
0: Yeah, the blue painted porches. Could write a book about that, Rebecca. <laughs> just saying, <so. laughs> it could be your time. <laughs> Pamela, what, what's your Louisiana fact? Have you performed there? Is a, is a place you actually said yes? Mardi Gras. Where else can I possibly
9: go?
7: I have never been to Louisiana, and I just cannot believe that I've never been there. But that's going to change. And um, yes, I will perform there. When when I, I think we're getting closer and closer and closer. That's kind of that I've got a show in June in New York, Louisiana. Two things. Uh, The po'boys, which are like fried oyster sandwiches, uh, which I actually have had even though I've never been to. Hmm.
0: Well, you're in New York. I mean, every food in the world is actually in New York. You don't have to leave the the city, do you? You, The the food comes to you.
7: I had a friend who actually, I don't know, this might upset you all, but um, hopefully not. She One of her first jobs, when she she went to Tulane University, and she needed a job. And she was just this fabulous, gorgeous, blonde Amazon White hair and, and, and looked like Laura Durham, really beautiful. And she got a job at a cemetery mm. doing hair and makeup. As you do? Gotta make sure those cadavers <laughs> are looking she, at,
0: she their
7: would, she at their best. And it was a big thing, and, and you know, the big ceremony. They, she would do hair and makeup for for the, the deceased.
4: Mm, mm.
7: And then that was her first job. Mm. And she, that was in Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think that's nice. You know, we like to ensure any corpses who are listening to us at present. Well, we wish you well. Yeah, the spirit world, is anybody there? I've said that so often on Zoom. It's unbelievable. Anybody there? A uh, little shout out for your parents who might be listening to this, Rebecca. Not that they're dead, of course. I'm just saying, you know.
6: <laughs> no, luckily not. Um, my nan's also listening as well. Hey! Hello so to my nan as well as she's listening.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> is she referred to as a Nana Bond?
6: No, unfortunately not. She's not a Bond, actually. She's not a Bond? So no, she's not a Bond. Oh.
0: Do you you want to share her name? She's a
6: Stevenson. A Stevenson? Yeah. Does she have a rocket? I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Sometimes I just wonder. It's a a different line. Okay, um, Mississippi Mud, short excerpt of this. Then we cut to why you should visit Louisiana. Then we'll actually see whether that could persuade Taryn to actually attend and go to Louisiana and book some tickets now. (laughs) San Francisco, from San Diego, from Los Angeles but and it's a huge gulf why no louisiana input well i think we're going to put that right now because although we also have north carolina correspondents with us louisiana has kind of been a lost jewel in the crown of possible tourist sites and destinations and to actually talk about the joys of Orleans and the whole range of other aspects that are actually there we're delighted to welcome two fabulous souls first of all culture expert for the louisiana office of tourism that's the fabulous megan rayburn how are you megan Doing well, thank you for having us. Excellent, and we've also got travel expert from the Louisiana Office of Tourism. That's Jennifer Berthelot. How are you, Jennifer? Wonderful, thank you. Excellent, so Megan, um, lots of us have an impression, maybe it's all down to uh, NCIS New Orleans or other aspects about Louisiana and the Bayou and all of other areas within that. But what are the key areas that you'd say, Louisiana is well worth visiting in a post-lockdown world? Megan, we'll come to you first.
10: Okay, thank you. Um, Well, as you were saying, NCIS. uh, So we we are known for having a lot of films um, in Louisiana. uh, So that's that's good to kind of tie it in. But what we're really known for is our culture, our people, our experiences, our food. Obviously, it's delicious and our music.
0: I'm often struck by certainly a few folk who said you must try uh, sweet tea. Is that something that you have a particular uh, speciality in in terms of uh, the catering side of things?
10: Yes, we are known for our sweet tea <laughs> and it is um it, it it's cold it's on ice <laughs> but it's yeah. it's really good very refreshing.
0: Well, looking at some of the findings here, that over 10% of the UK population plan to travel to the United States. I mean, I cited some of the traditional destinations, but you know, I think for a long time, it's been either a case of we go to Florida or we go to New York or we go to California. Um, and Louisiana, as I say, sometimes maybe people haven't realized just how much fun you can have there. I mean, uh, let's, let's ter- ter- turn uh, to uh, Jennifer uh, in terms of this. I mean, are you a, a, an original Louisiana resident yourself? I am. I'm from Baton Rouge. You can't get much more uh, Louisiana-based than Baton Rouge. So share with us then, uh, from your own perspective, what what are the highlights? Mardi Gras, obviously, we've missed it for 2022. We can't have the joy of Mardi Gras this year. We could book ahead for 2023, but of course, there's still some great musical venues as well to be had throughout the area.
11: Absolutely. You know, Mardi Gras is just the start to our festival season in Louisiana, Every year we have over more, we have over 400 festivals. So um, we celebrate rice, strawberries, seafood, music. Uh, There's a festival pretty much every weekend that you can find. So don't be sad about Mardi Gras. You can come next year, but in the meantime, come celebrate something else with us.
0: Megan, from your own perspective, um, it must have been a bit strange, obviously, over the last two years where because of obviously uh, COVID-19 and so on, there were huge restrictions. I know we we did uh, talk, uh, I think, a little bit uh, with uh, a couple of folk from New Orleans uh, uh, in 2020 about the whole sort of process. Um, have restrictions now all pretty much gone as a case of well, as long as you're sensible, you'll be OK. It's uh, it's a great place to visit and you'll be safe as well whilst you're over here.
10: Well, yes, our number one protocol, um, as a, as a destination, as a state in Louisiana is safety and health. So we, we definitely focus on that. It's definitely a safe place, healthy place to visit. Infection rates are down. Um, but yeah, they really have lifted most of the, most of the restrictions, um, in the state.
0: You're both too young to remember the James Bond movie, Live and Let Die, which I think also sort of uh, features a whole range of, uh, of elements within that whole field. But of course, there's also the, the kind of classic notion of Anne Rice's Interview with the Vampire, again, the, the sort of movie version there. We've talked a bit about the uh, elements relating to uh, food and, and musical culture. Uh, presumably, sport is also pretty important as well, if, you, if you're interested in, in sport and actually taking part in that. I mean, uh, Jennifer, would you like to, to share with us some of the activities? people can get involved with when they they head stateside.
11: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're known as sportsmen's pair. The nail on the head with that one. Um, from outdoor activities like fishing. Um, Of course, we have a lot of a lot of that all over the state. Um, And then, you know, actual sporting events uh, came back first uh, in Louisiana. So we have a lot of diamond sports. Obviously, we have the Saints. Um, I'm from Baton Rouge. So we have the LSU Tigers, which are a college football team. Um, So there's a lot of activities, both outdoors um, related to sporting like that and sports itself.
0: I see that looking to the delights of search engines here, here, Louisiana is the 20th smallest by area state, but the 25th most populous of the uh, 50 United States or or US states that we actually got there. Um, I suppose also the Mississippi is something which is also critical uh, to uh, people's experience of of, uh, Louisiana. And maybe that also takes me back to the adventures of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn.
11: Yeah, absolutely. Our waterways are a huge part of Louisiana, you know, the Mississippi River, um, our Chafalaya National Heritage Area, those those things all are a huge part of, of who we are and how you can experience nature in Louisiana.
0: Yeah, I'm particularly interested in the species of tree frog, but that's another line entirely, and we we'll go down that for for, for another time. I, I think Kermit is- and we'll keep that for the moment of a species of tree frogs, because at the end of the day, it's quite a fascination. Uh, Pamela, did that actually help in terms of yeah, Louisiana? If I wasn't if it wasn't already on my list of destinations, it's one for me
7: absolutely no i have been wanting to go there for so long and it's silly because there are places that i keep returning to and a lot of that has to do with music and a lot of that has to do with jerry's touring schedule and then there are places that i just keep not going back to one or more of
4: you should come over here, and we should
7: go to New
0: together. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, we'll try and make sure that one or more of us can actually get there somewhere along the line. I'm sure. Uh, as it stands, Taryn. What about yourself? The Louisiana experience does it does it grab you at all?
3: Well, I do like the music. That was very nice. I could do mm. the Charleston to that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. America's a big place. There's lots of places. <laughs> Once, Once again,
0: Taryn, you've struck the quote of the week. Basically, America. It's a big place. <laughs>
3: That's very true. Uh,
0: and, and Jessica, as you may have gathered, there you got a little no- mention of sweet tea that was sort of worked into the actual interview. So is that, is that something where you know your your campaign to get sweet tea spread throughout the world is will will help?
5: I am. I am aiming for world domination with this. Um, oh. I think it's necessary, hmm. uh, and I won't stop until the rest of the world knows the truth that sweet tea is the superior drink.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Kathy's nodding. Uh, Lucy, sweet tea.
2: No. no, sorry. No.
0: I'm so sorry. Uh, Needing help, obviously. I'm still, <laughs> never mind. It's, uh, it's tea with lots of sugar in it. Okay? So I'm, with you, so, I'm with you. Yeah, i mean, uh, Kathy explained it very neatly to Rebecca in the after-show discussion we had after after last week when we said, Pamela, is she ever going to get her her, her her 5G sorted out? She has, though, thankfully. We didn't expect her to bump her head, but never mind. Pamela, have you had a reasonably interesting Zoomer on the program with us today? Did you mean it's over? <laughs> that's what happens you know time you go there suddenly whoosh you know time's headed off it's nearly 20 we're just past 26 minutes to five o'clock to six o'clock here um lincoln time summertime have a laugh um what's what's your i mean has it been good for you
7: yeah it's been it's been fantastic i'm
0: sad that it's it's well you know jessica will be sticking with us for another zoomer will you not jessica I will. Yeah, you'll be back with us for good time for the delights of Richard Fitzwilliams. I know, we might as well just hand over the studio now for the next four hours. Um, Or Jonathan Lindsley, who's obviously on form. John Gerald, of course, uh, award-winning literary agent and script doctor. And maybe even Chloe Rose will be joining us. Uh, Plus Robin Pierce will be doing his kind of uh, response to the whole thing. Taryn. Who would you like to ask you those last two questions? Would you like it to be Rebecca or would you like it to be Kathy? I won't ask Lucy because she doesn't know what the last two questions are. So go for it.
1: Kathy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so honoured I get to ask you this question. Have you had a reasonably interesting Zoomer with us today?
3: Yes, I've had a
1: lovely time. Thank you. Nice. And will you be joining us back again sometime, maybe in the future? Of course. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Very important. And if you're thinking of doing the Charleston, uh, by the way, did Pamela say she's coming back? Did we ask her that second question? I don't think I did, actually. Pamela, are you coming back for more New York Real Talk and Midweek Drive wonderment?
7: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, as soon, as soon as as soon as you'll have me. And I well, L-
0: Lucy, it has to be said, was devastated. She couldn't join us on New York Real Talk when I when we switched the times from six p.m. to switch. two p.m. It just did for her, didn't it, Lucy? I'm sorry, you know, you I
2: was gutted about it. Family with her? Yeah, I know my brother's here. Oh, there's here. plenty more. There's
0: <laughs> plenty more. Yeah. yeah, and and the the thing is, Pamela, when you talk about Bedfordshire family, it's kind of like the Sicilian families. You know, if you don't actually go along with the, the family in Bedfordshire. <laughs> It's very, it's, yeah i know it's, it's, it's the family uh pamela take care look after yourself don't do any stunts do not fall about and do various other bits and bobs because we need you likewise uh taryn be well be safe be hearty uh jessica okay. stay where you are sign up for the next one very shortly you'll be joining us within that and actually another little one for uh for taryn really don't try and do the charleston to this Maybe heresy in certain aspects, but I still prefer that original to the Guns N' Roses version. There we are. Some people sort of say, no, they like the Guns N' Roses. It's just a point. Robin Pierce will probably have one or two things to say about that. Um, Breaking news from one of our journalism undergraduates, Lucy Mills, that is. Your mother has apparently been to Louisiana and seen some exciting things there with, I believe, Matthew McConaughey.
2: I mean, I can't confirm that Mm -hmm. Matthew was there and she saw Matthew, but... No, surely, she, it's
0: Matthew McConaughey would have seen your mum. I mean, that's
2: potentially that's that could be, be the case. case. Yeah. yeah, yeah, my mum wasn't actually in the film, however, uh-huh. I'm sure she might be in the background somewhere. Who and knows? The film was the client, the client
0: that oh, was yeah. Matthew McConaughey, wasn't it? I I, so. yeah. I mean,
1: you can't deny it either, you can neither confirm nor <laughs> deny it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I wasn't true. there, I can't tell you.
0: Yeah, very important that sort of thing. Uh, Jessica's back with us. Hello, Jessica. No, no, she's still connecting. There we are. It's, you see, preempting the whole thing, though. I was just so excited because John Gerald said he's going to sign up early. It's all very, very exciting. We just head off in our own wonderful way. Um, so, Rebecca, um, now you're coming to the end of your career at the University of Lincoln as what will be forever referred to as the COVID generation, um, the, the people who actually sort of took it, you know, on the chin in more ways than one. What are you looking forward to as this summer beckons? and you know, the world is quite literally your oyster
6: well of course i'm going to miss it but i feel like i'm really excited to look back on all the work that i've done and all the hard work i've put in and just you know be glad that i've done it and just hopefully enjoy some sun hopefully get some time off and no, enjoy you, some you, sun you, you then <laughs> honestly you, you ask for too my much my career in journalism
8: Yeah.
0: So you're going down journalism as opposed to creative writing in English, then? Yeah,
6: I think I am. I mean, here I am, look, on on the radio. So, not to be biased. It's
0: it's, got good stuff. And, uh, fun fact uh, Rebecca has managed to pass that ultimate threshold of saying, I can't hear anything in the headphones. Because (laughs) if you don't reveal that, if you don't let us know, believe me, we have had past. Co-presenters who sat there the the show and they couldn't hear a thing. I just no. thought, no.
6: We love a last-minute technical pitch <laughs> Very important.
4: <laughs>
0: Very important. <laughs> Jessica, you're now connected with us. Uh, who would you like to quiz? Because I mean, obviously, you know Rebecca. You've done many your show a Zoom with her in uh, uh, the residence Rewind world and so on. Clearly, you know Kathy, which might suggest Lucy is going to be first up in terms of questions to be thrown at our our last from Bedfordshire, uh, who is you know, whose mum once actually was viewed <laughs> by Matthew McConaughey in Florida in in. Louis Potentially. Potentially. Potentially.
2: Well, you know.
0: <laughs> uh, so, who do you wish to chat to, Jessica? You've got a good. Oh, I'd say f- five minutes. Go for it.
5: Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would like to ask Lucy some questions because we haven't really um, talked before. So, yeah. I was
2: curious about the the Beatles project that you're doing. What is that about? Yeah. So it's for my dissertation. So ten thousand words of fun. Um, and I basically I've always enjoyed Beatles music and um, my mum and dad are big fans always have been and my nan as well I can't forget my nan she's a big fan too and um, I then yeah as I got older I kind of picked up that I really enjoyed that genre of music as well Um obsessed with the 60s I just think everything I see about it read about it I'm told about it I just wish I was there then <laughs> Um, And I thought, dissertation topic, you need to find something interesting that captivates you. So that was my, yeah, my topic of choice. So I'm speaking about the interrelation between pop culture and the Beatles in the 60s. And do you have a favourite Beatles song? Oh God, that is difficult. Um, I don't know they
0: ever did, oh God, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That
2: is is a very hard question to Mm. ask.
0: do you have a particular Beatle who you particularly like? I mean, are you, are you more a kind of John Lennon fan, a George uh, uh, Harrison fan, a Ringo Starr fan, or, or, or a Paul McCartney fan?
2: This changes again from day to day. My dad's favourite is George Harrison. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the quiet one, you know, similar to Ringo, mm-hmm. the more, you know, in the mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. Um, John Lennon will always be infamous forever and ever and ever. Infamous?
0: What's he done wrong then?
2: Well, he said a couple of things that maybe he shouldn't oh, have said. Oh, no, please! We, we loved we love John Lennon, um, and then Paul McCartney. Who who doesn't love Paul McCartney?
0: Well, Sir Paul McCartney. <laughs> I mean, he Sorry, might be sir, Lord. Sir. He might be Lord Paul McCartney sir. before too long. We just heard him from that perspective. What about yourself? Favorite Beatles, Jessica?
5: You know, I don't really know much about them. Mm. Um,
4: they
0: were from Liverpool. And, oh really and, I and one of three biggest british exports in the 1960s the others being james bond and matt monroe
5: yeah they were. i know they were part of the whole the british invasion in the 60s and um i think that's <laughs> it's a very fun period um and like that's it's interesting that you're studying like the different or the interactions it has with pop culture because i feel like the influence it had like these men had on american pop culture is just astounding um I, so many people still listen to their yeah. songs you know and i think oh. they will continue to after us um so i don't have a favorite beetle but um i think it's kind of funny just like saying oh they're, they're each a, a beetle i don't know <laughs> it's kind of not very <laughs>
1: <funny>. <laughs> yeah
0: they're just so cute uh kathy do you have a favorite beetle is it alexander beetle no it's <laughs>
1: I mean, it's hard. It's hard to choose. You know, they're all pretty specific, but Mm. I do favor Paul because he partied with Rihanna. And I think that's enough for me. Right. That's very true.
0: Uh, And Rebecca? Rebecca?
1: I don't, but like you, Lucy, I do quite find the the era
6: quite interesting to study and read about. Mm-hmm. So not not quite to this extent of doing ten thousand <laughs> words on it, but you know, very interesting yeah.
0: to read about. It's oh, the notion of celebrity. Of course, they were cheeky oh. chappies who did their own way and did their own uh, system in so many marvelous, wondrous ways. I'm not sure whether Zoe Jameson is able to join us from Belfast or whether she indeed has a famous Beatle or favourite Beatle herself. Um, but I mean, look, Jessica, do you have a favourite Beatles song? that you would actually sort of go for. Uh, you know, Whilst we're having this little tribute to uh, 1960s pop culture, uh, why not go back 60 years in time and actually say, you know, Siren, it's current, it's cutting edge, it's music from the 60s for the people of today and possibly, actually, um, Rebecca's Nana
6: it was great I've just got news that she's been to Louisiana so I'm going to ask if she has any fun <laughs> you facts <see>? about it <laughs> you
0: know, people were saying in, in the focus group that we have obviously before every one of these shows they were saying ah you can't do Louisiana and Lincoln where's the Lincoln connection with Louisiana you're just proving that sure you know are. you put Louisiana out there and yeah. suddenly it's it's just it's wondrous it's great stuff what, what, did she see Matthew McConaughey while she was there
6: I haven't heard have, that no, she has no, but no. I, I might find out might I think yeah I think it just might be a yeah. common yeah. thing that people just go there and accidentally bump into him Just as he's wandering around
1: yeah, uh, being so. cool
0: okay that's that's, that's perfectly okay so Kathy favorite Beatles number
1: uh, Rocky Raccoon really I mean it's, <laughs> you put me on the spot you're gonna judge me for my Beatles ones. I like Rocky Raccoon I mean, I, it's stuck in my head maybe it's not wow. my favorite I'm gonna defend it because you called me out Alex <laughs> And I feel like it was the song I was thinking about. I could say many more. When I'm 64 is pretty good, too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You said
0: you wouldn't talk about my birthday last year, you know, so please. Mostly kidding. But still, you know, these things happen. Uh, It's called being chronologically gifted. Uh, Rocky Raccoon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to stand by it. Rocky Raccoon. I like it. I know every word to the song. I think it's nostalgic for me.
0: Hmm. Even Mr. Computer, the the wondrous sort of source of all live music on the Midrick Drive Live, seems to be a bit bemused by Rocky Raccoon. I could pick something
1: much more controversial.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Americans and their controversy. Please, you know, we need to to work away. I mean, I would have thought we might have gone. Well, no. C- c- There's
1: over hundred songs to pick from. How did you know which song I was
0: going to say? <laughs> I wasn't expecting Rocky Raccoon. It has to be said. Uh, so, um, all right, let's go back to Lucy. It is your dissertation after all? No, she's not writing it at this present moment in time. Do this, just in case you're thinking, kids I today, <laughs> just <laughs> noting these things down. Uh, what is your favorite? I mean, if I roll off a few, and you can actually say stop. When you reach okay. one, that we've actually okay. said that. All right. Ballad of John and Yoko. Get back. She loves you. I want to hold your hand. Can't buy me love. A hard day's night, buy eight buy me days a week.
2: Right. Really? Can't buy me love.
0: A wonderful anti capitalist number in terms of so many ways, etc. because money can't buy you love. Can buy me love. Love. Can buy me love. i buy you ring, my friend,
8: if it makes you feel all right get you anything my friend if it makes you feel all right cause I don't care too much for money but money can buy me love I'll give you all I've got to give if you say you love me too I may not have a lot to give but what I got I'll give to you I don't care too much for money money can buy me love can buy me love Money just can't buy. I don't care too much for money. Money can buy me in love. Ah. I don't care too much for money, money
0: can buy me love. Buy me love. Previously on the Midrick Drive Live, we had Kathy's Crossword Puzzle. That's now been superseded by, have you ever heard of Rocky Raccoon? Or indeed, where Rebecca's grandparents were actually seeing the Beatles, and indeed your grandmother had actually seen the Beatles Where?
6: Um, at the Granada Morpham's day, Right, And
0: the Beatles have performed in Lincoln off. as well, when oh. they were quite famous. Though, and
4: actually.
0: Luton. Wow, yep. Luton, the Beatles in Luton. Yep. That's amazing. Who would have thought that, Pamela Sue, man, that the Beatles would have actually been in Luton? No, she's left to actually do some headbutting of furniture. <laughs> it's okay, we thought she was there. She's gone again, never mind. She's probably boogieing on down to the Beatles. Jessica, um, we're still trying to track down Racky, uh, Racky Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon, yes. Um <laughs> Ro- but but uh, was it ro- yeah? Rocket raccoon? No, no, Rocky. R- Rocky raccoon. raccoon yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Kathy has even actually sung the lyrics to Rocky raccoon in the interregnum, uh, but we didn't want to open up the microphone because that wouldn't have been great at all. Pamela, welcome mm-hmm. back. How are you? I- I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, the left side of my bum hurts. <laughs> oh no! Well, too much information, Pamela. But it's nice to see that you know it's it's. <laughs> Well, no, it's, we're not even seeing it. I've stopped <laughs> digging now, you know, for goodness sakes, you know. It's, um, but, you know, we like to feel that Midric drive can actually cope with posterior pains if required, as opposed to being a pain in the posterior, because one of those two things is not great. Uh, Jessica, Beatles, uh, you heard Can't Buy Me Love there. Did you agree with the sentiment or did you think, mm, I don't know, you know, maybe it can.
5: No, I thought it was a great song. Um, I actually, my mom, she started dancing in the hallway
4: <laughs> when she heard it playing. This is
0: what we set up Siren Radio for back in the day when we got our license in 2007 and over the years. How can we actually provide music for the North Carolina souls to dance to? It's very yeah. important. It's, 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 it's on message and on topic. Uh, somebody who will be on topic as well very shortly will be our literary agent and script doctor, John Gerald. As a an english soul are you aware of what script doctors do rebecca
6: um i believe they kind of supervise authors is that mm-hmm. correct and i did read a little bit about him earlier good so d- that's- got lots bent- of questions ready so lots hopefully i've got a good understanding of what he does otherwise i'm in, in a bit of trouble
0: well that, that's true i mean he's a, he's a nice chap he's left lincoln of course moved into other parts of the world but he was he was a great great supporter of all sorts of things there kathy script doctors
1: I'm going to go exactly with what Rebecca said. Uh, <laughs> but I'd like to think that it's someone that's, like, there to take care of the words. Yeah, kind of caring person. Truly you know? caring, nurturing this, even. this
0: needs help stat, you exactly. know. Uh, applying CPR to a script which is dead, you think, what are we going to do? And it's sometimes
1: just, you just can't bring it back.
0: And sometimes it literally is just an extinct s- script. Um, Pamela, script doctors. Much beloved of Hollywood when they're trying to actually polish those particular products that may not be as positive as they were originally. Uh, do you have any truck with them at all? Do you think script doctors, for sure.
7: Well, uh, do you remember when we spoke uh, not so long ago and, and and we we spoke about polishing things?
0: Yes. Some well, things, some things you can't polish. But th- please don't say them. You know, it might put people off their tea.
7: No, I do. Th- I mean crazy world, that world is so crazy, mm. I can't even begin to begin to understand it, and I feel like when you've got people, uh, got a lot of money on the line, and you've got something that somehow it passed through this, 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 and this, and this, and somehow it's getting made, um, and then help, so this is getting made, and this is terrible, and that, you you know, I think these people come, and they're like ghostwriters, right, they come and they save the day, although maybe
4: strip doctors get credited on that
0: once again, she's beginning to lose. Although, to be fair, Pamela has managed to last the course much better than she did last week. So that, that has been good news from that uh, line of things as well. Cathy, um, any questions you'd like to put to either Pamela Suman in New York... Or indeed, Jessica in North Carolina, whilst we wait for John Gerald to arrive, or indeed, probably Jonathan Lindsley, or maybe even Chloe Rose. Ooh,
1: okay, then this one's gonna go out to Pamela. Hey. Uh, I wanted to ask you do you think you'd be a good script doctor?
7: Yes.
1: (laughs) And please explain why.
7: Because because I've come to find out that I'm quite granular. In other words, I'm
1: a a pain in the arse. I can say that, right? You just have. can't take it back <laughs>
0: Exactly No dumpster on Siren here you Probably Arsenal supporter, one of those two things But carry on
7: I, I get very Caught in- I I Because of-
0: You look after the minutiae You get concerned about The finickety bits of pieces You want logic yeah, I to would, follow through
4: exactly. I
0: would imagine- You can you only watch So much Lost I, in Space I, I, because I, Before you see Where things are going it's It's very important
7: Maybe one day, you know, maybe one day I'll find a new profession and it will
0: be... Script Do doctor. Steve, for
7: that? If you're a script doctor, you have
0: to have a PhD. And- oh, I don't think so. We'll ask John, actually. It's just
1: a formality, I think. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, I, mean, I mean, doctor and the medics, you know, they're not real doctors. You know, they might have actually climbed in all sorts of things, but they're not. But it's- what
1: is real, as you brought up earlier?
0: Precisely. What exactly is real? Maybe somehow we'll see the light... Rundgren. I saw the light. National Public Radio, if anyone other than Will Smith had walked on stage and hit someone, he probably would have been escorted out at the very least. But that would have made for a pretty awkward we accept this award on his behalf moment. I'm sure somebody who would have lots of thoughts about that is our ace film critic and royal correspondent Richard Fitzwilliams. How are you, Richard?
12: I am fine, Alex. Fine. You're slightly below. Can you tell
0: uh, I, could, I, I couldn't quite understand what Richard was saying there, Cathy. It seemed as though he said, blah, blah, blah. blah. And Richard, I'm, we're losing you in translation somewhat. Uh, are, are you connected now? Yeah,
12: well, I can, hello?
0: Yes, we can hear you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, stay calm, Richard. We'll be back with you in a few seconds after this. Never thought I'd actually hear the day, Cathy, where Richard would be bamboozled by a tech. It'll, it'll work. It'll be work. It'll all connect wonderfully. Script Doctors. Let's find out from a genuine script doctor and an ace literary person as well what it's all about. John Gerald, welcome back to the Midweek Drive, sir. The Midweek Drive Live, I should say. How are you?
13: I'm very well, Alex. How are you?
11: You know,
0: okay. It's the overall we're here we've gone through one pandemic we're into all sorts of things we're moving through that and the good news is of course the way the camera is actually set up you can see three wonderful midweek drivers Rebecca and Lucy and of course Kathy, and of course the other fellow Zoomets who are actually there uh, Pamela Suman in New York Jessica Burtis in the Joys of North Carolina Richard Fitzwilliams in the base that's called London it's a strange part of the country I think it's somewhere <laughs> somewhere in the southern and John John Gerald, of course, where are you at present, John?
13: I'm in Rye in East Sussex, sitting in a house which was built in 1632.
0: Marvellous. So before we find out what Richard's scores were in the Oscar predictions, which, let's face it, is, is going to be very critical on this particular thing. Cathy will be revealing them and uh, has been going through the process. John, share with us, um, you become quite a Zoom fan. In fact, you're doing Zoom after Zoom. Is this the science fiction writer's dream?
13: I, I love it. I mean, you know, travelling into London, obviously, it takes time. Um, Doing this, I have probably three or four Zoom meetings or Skype meetings a day. Uh, The meeting is there, it's done, we're looking each other in the eye, and then I'm back to my desk, back to the computer, getting on with things, rather than being on a train for two or three hours.
0: It is surely the only way forward. Um, Rebecca, you've got a number of questions you want to put to John, and we'll just have to keep Richard waiting momentarily until we go into Will Smith territory. Don't worry, Richard. I'm not going to swear, and hopefully you won't be swearing either. No, Alex,
12: I'm just a bit worried about the audio. Something has gone wrong. I can catch most of what you say, but it's a question of guessing the rest of it.
0: Well, if anybody can guess what I'm saying, Richard, you are that man. But don't worry. Rebecca, first question, please, for John.
6: No, um, so we've just been discussing a little bit about what your job entails, um, and I'd love yeah. to know how you define your role, but also what you find the most challenging about it.
13: Well, the main thing I do is as a literary agent. So I represent authors and sell a book to publishers. I was a publisher for 15 years, uh, publishing science fiction and fantasy in London, uh, ran three imprints, Orbit, legend and Earthlight. So I've been on that side of the table, dealing with agents and buying books from them. Now on the other side. So I know how difficult their job is. Equally, I know what they should be doing. So if they're not doing it, I can say so politely. Um, and also explain that to new writers, because, of course, as a debut novelist, why would you know how it works? So I can take them through how it works on a day-to-day basis, how meetings work, how cover design works, and everything like that. Uh, I get about 200 emails a day uh, and you know, deal with them. I edit every book by my clients before they're sent to publishers. Because, again, the publisher wants something that's almost ready to publish. Their sales and marketing departments really need to see it buffed to a bright shine before they're interested. Um, So I'm lucky. you have already for 34 years, and until the day I fall over dead, um, I've worked in publishing. I'm doing something I love, uh, and I I couldn't be luckier.
6: I mean, you sound really passionate about the... um... The subject and you say it's something you you enjoy and that you really love yeah. when did you discover that that was something you wanted to go into how do you find yourself in a role like that
13: Ha-ha. well it wouldn't happen now as they say uh, I started going to SF conventions in 1973 as a skinny 19 year old with long hair back in those days uh, and I met authors like Brian Alders and James Blish who were absolutely my heroes at that first convention we sat down all night drinking and talking about life I came back from that convention, Easter 1973, thinking, well, I've come home. You know, I've I've now got another family. And within a year of that, I was doing book reports, writing book reports for an agent. And within a year of that, with two publishers. And that eventually led on to my first job in publishing in January 1988, which it turned out was running Orbit um, and being the publisher of Orbit Books, which was interesting because that was on a Monday. And the previous Friday, I'd still been working in Bromley Libraries. Um, so it was an interesting uh, learning curve. I knew about science fiction. I did not know about publishing. Um, so I had to learn that on the hoof, so to speak. As I say, I did that for 15 years, uh, then became a freelance editor, uh, got fed up with the corporate side of publishing. And two years after that, in 2004, authors started coming to me and saying, have you considered being an agent? If so, would you be my agent? So that was how that started. So there was no great plan. It sort of happened. But as I say, that wouldn't happen today to, to start running an imprint from scratch.
6: I'm sure you're glad you found, you found your way into it, though. You sound like you're quite passionate oh, about it, which is amazing.
13: Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a joy. Not every day is wonderful because that's true, whatever you do. But basically, I get up in the morning feeling good about it. You, the first day I worked in publishing, my boss said, always remember, it's not a job, it's a way of life. So you think about it when you get up in the morning. You think about it when you go to bed. You wake at 3 o'clock in the morning and send yourself a text to remind yourself to do something the next day um being able to do a deal for a debut novelist and see their face and their enthusiasm is truly wonderful you know to work with authors over the years like ian banks um i mean ian was a friend for a quarter of a century and i was lucky enough to publish him um and it's an utter joy it really is
6: but safe to say you're a busy man though having to set Uh, set texts to yourself to remind yourself to do things i mean that is next level exactly
13: uh, so the next morning I will get up and I'll look at my emails and the text is there it says, Oh, do that. Um, yes, all right, right, I'll do
0: that. It's, good it's, way to do it. it's the meta level mm. of actually coordinating that. When you talk to yourself, you hopefully get a good answer from yourself. Isn't that right, Ace Actor Jonathan Lindsley? Do you actually send texts to yourself?
9: Um, no I don't actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay then. <laughs> I've never I've never texted myself. I have um I have uh, copied and, and pasted um email addresses to myself
4: hmm.
9: um, if I forget people where people live and stuff like that but yeah. um, that's b- about as far as it goes at the moment but I guess as I get older I'll probably um, discover that my memory is not as good as it was and i'll start to have to text myself
0: just to remind us who we are it is jonathan Lindsley, actor extraordinaire from actually i wonder if i'll just do a quick routine here uh john gerald we miss you in lincoln john we miss you come back to lincoln that's the uh, I, was, I was told to say that basically so we, i'm just saying it basically
13: Thanks.
0: we need you in lincoln um so um last of the summer wine john are you familiar with the series?
13: Indeed I am, yes. I remember watching the very first episode. Right.
0: So, if we said that you're literally, in Zoom terms, just actually positioned slightly above the gentleman who portrayed one of the key roles of Last of the Summer Wine, would you say, forget Brian Aldis, my-, my life's taking a whole new turn now?
13: That's truly wonderful. What a great series.
0: Yeah. And Jonathan, your role in Last of the Summer Wine was?
13: Oh, I played a character called Crusher.
9: He was uh, not very bright and ran the cafe in uh, in Home Firth. Sid's Cafe. Uncle Sid and Auntie Ivy. Mm -hmm. Um, When when John Comer passed away, I I took over um, helping Ivy run the cafe.
0: Tragically, I don't think Richard Fitzwilliams was a huge fan of *Lost of the Summer Wine. He might be otherwise engaged. But Richard, welcome to the programme. Hopefully you've been able to hear what's being said. We've, we had, everything's been perfectly OK with us here. Even Pamela Suman has worked our way through. How are things in London now? And have you recovered from the shock of the slapping at the Academy Awards?
12: Well, yes, well, of course, there have been two things in this week. One of was the Academy Awards. The other, as you know, was the memorial uh, for Prince Philip at Westminster Abbey. I guess, yes, things in London are absolutely fine, really. Mm. A few
0: fines for a few parties. Nobody worries about that, really.
12: It's hard to hear you, Alex.
0: A I'm few fine. fines for a few parties. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's taking a diplomatic silence there. Kathy, let's see if we can hear you more. Would you like to reveal the results of the Richard Fitzwilliams Natasha Wanton filled in as official challenge in reverse order, please, for predictions? Off you go. Oh,
1: in reverse orders of predictions. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let's get this out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, They tied. Yes. Well,
0: they, of course, being Richard Fitzwilliams ace writer and indeed former editor of international who's who and film critic richard i allowed i allowed the late entry so i did actually pass them through there you ended up with i believe 14 points
1: 14 points
0: 14 points curiously the same title or the same number as natasha natasha wanton who can't join us today because she's in australia and it's 4am in the morning okay I know, it's a tough call, but the she's Australian, so let her off on that one. Chloe's in from Cleethorpes. I don't know what time of day it is in Cleethorpes, but what the heck. Um, anyway, the winner of the 2022 Academy Award Predictor Challenge with a massive score of how many points?
1: Oh, a massive score of 18 points.
0: 18 points, Phil Dennis. No.
1: Just an extra four points.
0: I'm sorry, uh, Richard, but you were trashed, basically. The Americans have won again.
12: Well, all I can say is that I, ne- I actually had a pretty good idea that Coda was going to triumph, mm. certainly for Best Picture, but I went with what I believed in a couple of them. I mean, yes, fair enough. Yeah. It's always rather fun to predict. In fact, as far as the main categories are concerned, I think... Apart from Best Picture, where it's always going to be close, we do perfectly well James Campion would win for Best Director, That uh, Will Smith, uh, (laughs) that he would win for Best Actor. And
0: Best Promotion of the Oscars that we've seen for years. I mean, even the attempts to actually put the wrong film in the wrong envelope for La La Land actually was eclipsed by, I feel, what actually happened there.
12: Well, I mean, the 2017 mess-up was bizarre, but then this uh, this really, it, it follows, although it quite uh, in a quite unique way, the tradition at the Oscars, which is actually one of the reasons perversely to watch it, I would suggest watching it, to see the, of course... To see
0: film who's film. wearing who, basically. Who is wearing who? Uh, you
12: know, like Alex, unfortunately, there's something wrong with the sound, so if you do not be, I really can't hear you. Um... But I would suggest the idea of watching um, the Oscars is a matter of the interest in the films. Of course, there's the, uh, the speeches. That aspect of it. And also, of course, you've got the fashion, you've got the event with the globes defunct, the BAFTAs. Okay, Richard,
0: hold it there. Hopefully, you he can hear you this. We know that Pamela Sue Mann didn't watch the Oscars. We know Jessica Burtis did. Jonathan, were you a keen follower as an actor? Did you think, well, I'm not in it this year, but I might as well see what the competition is going to be like for next year?
9: No, I, I'm afraid I don't watch the Oscars. Um, I, I don't like those award ceremonies. Mm. Um, I don't like um, I trinkets don't like the,
0: for trinkets, basically.
9: Well, I don't like the humour. To be honest mm. with you, I don't like all the um, self-congratulatory backslapping, and um, and ultimately, I think um, uh, it's such a subjective thing whether you like a film or not that giving it an award seems a little bit unfair to me. And mm. I think there are good oh, films really? that don't win Oscars, and I think there are terrible films that do. So. Uh, um, I also understand the Academy system whereby they send out all the films to all the members of the Academy who then pass them on to their children to watch rather than actually watch them themselves. So I don't think it's a particularly fair system anyway, really. Thank,
0: thank heavens, John Jarrell. Thank heavens such things don't occur with the Hugo Awards, the science fiction equivalent of the, of the Oscars
12: we you have, have a our moment cynical view of it i mean i have to say that of course there are some i mean i mean uh, with, as far as the oscars are concerned it does give both the performers who win and also the films an absolutely unique boost there's still nothing like it even though it's struggling uh, there are 16.6 million watched. that's up from 10 million last year down from 20 million the year before mm.
0: I think they should get a life, Richard. But anyway, let's move on to Chloe. Chloe Rose, did you watch the Academy Awards in Cleethorpes?
14: I did. Well, I didn't manage to watch the whole thing, Alex, but I certainly saw the, uh, well, you know... The, yeah, will smith. The,
0: the, yeah, the well you know <laughs> That's, yeah, absolutely
14: yeah. i mean everybody's heard yeah. about it but uh, hopefully you know it's all sorted and uh, I mean, but yeah i find it all interesting i like all the outfits the most
0: i've got to actually invite jonathan here to share the post you put on social media because it, it made me smile when you said will smith was caught between
9: oh i said was was will smith caught between a rock and a hairpiece
0: it's a it's a it's that's that's the whole thing. I mean, that to me is genius. You know, I mean Kathy, you've got to say, work well. Get Jonathan Lindsley as the campaign host for next year. The campaign starts now. Jonathan Lindsley should be the host of the Academy Awards. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Uh Cathy, you got the line up there. We've got Chloe Rose's latest track as well being faced. You've got Richard. John might have to leave us shortly, but I mean actually yes. John, just just briefly going back to that point about the Hugos. Um What is your view on on the the Academy Awards, the Hugos, all of this sort of stuff? I mean, is it a case of, well, it's industry. It helps promote the whole thing, gets the message out there.
13: I think there are two things. Um, As Jonathan says, first of all, it's subjective. Um, Just because I like something, it doesn't mean somebody else should like it. When somebody does a one-star review on Amazon and conflates, I don't like this book, with this book is bad, that's rubbish. Um, One is subjective, one is objective.
4: Hmm.
13: Of course, there are going to be these things, whether it's the Hugos, whether it's, as you, as you say, the Golden Globes, whether it's the, the Oscars, whatever. Um, but it is sort of trying to compare oranges and apples. And, and obviously that will be a problem. But yeah, it's a, it's a buzz for the industry, whichever industry it is. And um, I'm sure it's not gonna go away anyways, anytime soon.
0: Hmm pity really never mind um, John how can people actually follow your whole sequence through as far as contacting John Gerald if they if they maybe have a script say do you know I'd really like John to cast his is doctoral ear over this or I and, and give me some help here
13: well if you look at www John or one word co UK that's my website and it's got the email address on the home page mm. I'm on facebook i'm on twitter i do a monthly twitter q a about writing and publishing so if you find me on twitter you'll see when that's going to be in april uh and i would be delighted to hear from people and as you say now Alex, sadly i, I do have to go because i have another zoom yes meeting.
0: exactly this is it you know it's zoom. and and you need to text yourself as well we need to re- john two final questions have you had a reasonably interesting zoomer with us being the first one absolutely marvellous and can we look forward to seeing you again in the not too distant future
13: I certainly hope so. Alex. Take care of yourself, Yay. all of you. Take care of yourselves. Well, we
0: like to do that. We're we're waving to John Gerald. I don't know, Richard. Can you hear us now, or is it just a case of I can see that you're speaking, but I haven't got a clue what you're saying?
12: No, it's got slightly better. Thank goodness.
0: <laughs> well, there you go, uh, Kathy. You love the banter, the wit, the, 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 the sort of connection between Richard and myself when we do our Midweek Drive Morning Edition Peaches. This is actually Richard's first live show with us for over two years. Everything else has been pre-recorded. He's now live via Zoom in the Midweek Drive.
1: I mean, I just don't think financially you can afford to have him on anything pre-recorded anymore. I mean, the people need to see him live. This is exactly what they need. This is where the ratings are going to come in for us. Uh, he's our Will Smith.
0: He's our Will Smith, yeah. exactly. Richard Fitzwilliams. <laughs> You are our Will Smith,
1: but you never thought you'd have that
0: sort of put out to you.
12: If I'm, if I'm uh, compared to Will Smith, I'm just wondering how exactly I ought to behave. Uh, because I mean, this, it was absolutely, extraordinary. I would add that there is a background to this whole business. A background between the marriage of uh, Will Smith and John De Pinkett Smith. Uh, open- it's an
0: interesting marriage, isn't it? we say we should say no more it's an interesting marriage
12: the the, the aspects of this on the one hand the open relationship that they boast of periodically but on the other hand and i mean this is the problem it has been and i would i would say this violence solves nothing i absolutely extraordinary incident if you watching it you saw you heard the joke that chris rock made and you i thought that will smith was laughing at it Mm. then apparently in a clip we don't see he found out that he all saw that his wife was not and when jada wasn't Mm. he went up on the stage Mm. and then He slapped the thing,
0: the things, Richard, that people will do just to get talked about on the midweek drive. Frankly, I'm appalled.
12: He returns to his seat and then he launches the tirade of expletives, uh, a couple of them anyway. Mm. Then, of course, the Academy apparently are wondering how exactly to cope with this. What precisely
0: send in Denzel Washington,
12: which they do. Um, Fortunately, in the break, the commercial breaks of the Oscars are one of the killers because they take up up to, it has been estimated, three quarters of an hour to an hour mm-hmm. of the three hours, 40 minutes ceremony that was supposed to be shortened. Mm-hmm. In fact, what happened was, apparently, that Denzel Washington was able to, shall we say, balance Will Smith's very, very... In in send. the
0: immortal words, calm down, calm down.
12: We found that in this rather extraordinary, extraordinary, slightly rambling speech, where he talked about being. a He
0: was crying. He was crying. It was so emotional. Oh. I couldn't cope
12: any longer. His people. It certainly was. Uh, it was a deplorable business. I mean, he got a standing ovation, and oh. not everyone would have got a standing ovation after the behaviour like that. I mean, there is a lot of speculation that everyone was still rather shocked and wasn't quite sure what to do or what response. What about Tom
0: Uh, Hanks? He was very shocked. It's too too much to cope with, really.
12: Well, I mean, the Academy Smithers um, apologised to Rock because he didn't apologise to Chris Rock, but here's the thing, this goes back to 2016, and in 2016, Chris Rock... Made a jibe at Jada Pinkett Smith that she didn't like. And it goes
0: on and on and on and on. It's like Vladimir Putin and Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky. For goodness sakes, just grow up and stop fighting. That's the bottom line. Richard, it's been fantastic getting your input on that. Jonathan, any closing but, thoughts uh, of, on this debacle? I mean, do you think it's something that Chloe Rose could conceivably write a song about or maybe feature in her next video uh, or do a remake of Hearts on the Line?
9: Well, I think it's interesting that uh, what, specula- what what has resulted... I mean, the conversations that people have had about violence is never the answer. Um, how Will Smith let himself down, how Chris Rock uh, didn't react properly to the slap, he should have called the police, they should have been arrested, all that kind of stuff. But in the end, really, um, it was just... It's a it's a storm in a teacup, as far as I'm concerned. And, and when you think of what is going on in the world, as you say... Uh, Vladimir putin and and Zelensky um, and some real fighting and some real people being really injured and some real people being really hurt exactly. um, i think I think this is uh, this is just idiotic and the fact that it's on the front pages of the newspapers just shows what a nightmare um, world we live in really where mm. fashion and mm. movies and movie stars become more important than reality and health and people's welfare and and that kind of stuff. And, uh, I mean, I'm kind of ashamed as well, being in in the same business as these people. You know, I mean, I think, um, I hope that I never hit anybody I certainly well, not unless it. you
0: paid for it, Jonathan, and paid well, significantly yes, I mean, sums. I, I mean, you paid I, so gangsters have to before.
9: Be, I'd have to, I've paid gangsters. Yes. And I have hit people on screen. Exactly. But, um,
0: not but, in real um, life. It's, it's an but, important difference. Maybe that's yes. it. Maybe Will actually thinks he is saving the world. Maybe he should actually go and, and sort that. that I don't uh, I don't know. He lost his temper.
9: That's yeah, what happened, yeah. I think, and, uh, and, and made a fool of himself. So, you know, it's a bit sad, really.
0: Lucy. You've heard yes. what Jonathan's been saying. Yes. Where do you sit? Are you are you Jon are you Team Jonathan or Team Richard?
2: I am Team Jonathan. Oh. Sorry, Richard. I'm I'm not a fan of the Oscars. I don't no. I don't watch. Yeah. Um, but I do have to agree that I feel like there are bigger, more impressive things subjects. that are going on in the world that should be highlighted um, on the front page of a newspaper over someone being punched on stage or slapped. Uh-huh. Well,
12: it's good normal that happens at the Oscars, but the Oscars is about a lot more than that. It's a huge, super spectacle. It's the father of all awards ceremonies, and you need something to promote your product. The Oscars does it for good or ill, and I'm afraid the slap is one reason certain people will watch, but it is not the main reason to watch. The behavior, isn't it? Should be about the films, but it is about the speeches too. There's a lot about a lot going on at the Oscars.
0: Well, it's all Uh, about the promotion. Sorry, Jonathan, yes.
12: The ceremony was very, very rambling and bitty.
0: Richard, you know my thought. Bring back Ricky Gervais, I'm just saying. Um, You probably wouldn't get out alive these days with Gervais as human, but still. Chloe, we're back to your good self. I think, I mean, I was tempted to actually cite Jan Meyer's comment in the uh, in the Daily Mail, but no, I, even I can't actually comment on, on the royals on tour from this point of view, and, and Richard would be upset from that point of view, so I, I can't go there. Did you see the Jan, what Jan Meyer comment, um, Richard, in the Daily Mail about the Royal Tour? No, it's a, uh, dear God, it couldn't have been more colonial if he had worn a pith helmet and driven a tank through the streets of Kingston.
12: Oh, yes, I read that, yes. no. Alex, if you want me to comment, unfortunately, there's a real sound problem.
0: Don't don't worry. Don't worry, Richard. We've appreciated you being here and we're turning to Chloe in a few moments who was so keen to do this. She actually turned up 24 hours early. You know, 24 hours early for the Zoom. It's wonderful. Richard. I think Cathy you better throw the last two questions at Richard because he won't understand what I'm saying. The
1: last two questions The last two are questions final, our The Zoomer questions. ones, the
0: soo- oh, perfect. the famous All ones. All yeah, right, Richard.
1: Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hello. <laughs> my first and my first question for you is, have you had a reasonably interesting Zoomer?
12: I have indeed.
1: And will you be returning if the audio improves, no, of course?
12: Nice to do so.
1: <laughs>
0: it's been wonderful as ever connecting with Richard Williams, and he goes with our blessings to all manner of wonderful things. Anything lined up for the night, Richard? What's your next critic criticism going to be?
12: Um, wait and see, Alex. Ah, wait and see. Oh, wait, it's, it it's, could it's the be uh, The Worst Person in the World and Windfall. Two films for Sunday.
0: Nice. Uh, Chloe Rose, welcome back to the programme. You might have wondered what the heck's going on here? We've got script doctors, we've got film critics, we've got Oscar series, we've got Jonathan Lindsley. I just want to play my song. Heart's on the line. Uh, Chloe, how is the teaching going?
14: it's it's going okay you know it's a bit hectic i've moved from one classroom to another in the in the space of 24 hours and you know what i think that was what was up with me the other day i was getting confused alex i thought as i got the interview tomorrow am i coming on then oh i just could i didn't know what was going on yesterday i ever so sorry yeah.
0: that is an example that, that is an example <laughs> of stress and teaching okay that's what we're Absolutely. saying that. manifested in yeah. all sorts of ways uh <laughs> Pamela's still with us just about from that point of view. So, Pamela, would you like to ask Chloe to introduce her wonderful piece of music, Hearts on the Line? Pamela, over to you.
4: Yes,
7: Chloe, will you please introduce your lovely piece of music called Hearts on the Line? Oh, go to the next step, which is you introducing. Mm -hmm. That's what
0: it says in the script here that we've got, Pamela. (laughs) Go to the next step. We've, We've thanked Richard. Now to turn to a bit of music. I'm pleased that Jonathan attended the rehearsals because it worked so well on that basis.
14: <laughs> Chloe! Yes, um, it's a love song and it's Hearts on the Line.
15: I wish.
0: on the line. Uh, OK, um, where are we? Oh, yes, we should be joined shortly by the final phase of Zoomers on the Madrid Drive, where it's coming around to 28 s- minutes past 6 o'clock, if you're in Lincoln time, which is, of course, a whole new world. Um, so still to join us, hopefully we'll have the return of Jonathan Lindsley. We should hopefully have the return of Jessica Burtis. Uh, and indeed, uh, Robin Pearce will be sharing with us his thoughts before we, uh, we wrap up in about 10 or 15 minutes or so from now. So that was uh, Zoe's latest little number. Is it going to make the Rebecca Bond playlist?
6: I believe it's already in there. It's already in
0: there. That would be wondrous. Uh, Okay, Kathy. Would you like to grill um, Lucy a little bit more and sort of find out more about her life, her times, her fondness, etc.? That will facilitate a whole range of things. Basically, we need to dig a little bit deeper. Really, use your journalistic training to (laughs) postgraduate journalistic training to really find out about Lucy
1: Mills. Okay, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. First questions first. You having a good time? Of
2: course, <laughs> of course I am. Yeah, I'm really happy to be on. meant to come on a few times before this, but I haven't been able to. But now my Wednesdays will be in this studio.
1: For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, so originally we met when you were hosting a meeting, uh, yes. the first meeting for LSJ. Yes. So how is that going, by the way? Well, <laughs> funny you talk about it because today um, I had a meeting
2: about the new editors who were coming in. So obviously, I'm coming to the end of my degree and my my year at uni, well, my three years, but this year. Um, so it's just been handed over to two first years who are going to be doing um, a joint editor role. And we've also got some new social media managers. Oh, that's so, so exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think this year has been a bit weird because we've all just been recovering from covid so editorial wise it's been a little bit of a nightmare um so i've had to focus on my degree more than lsj but hopefully the two new editors will do an amazing job.
1: Oh, I'm sure they will. I mean,
2: we've got to give them a shot,
1: right? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs>
0: It'll be wondrous. Do you know, I, I might have actually not sent the invite to Robin Pierce. He just said, am I on tonight? No go to breeze if I'm not. But, you know, how can I actually ask him to actually do the Robin Pierce Award if i haven't actually sent him the link? I've Sabotage. Yeah, hopefully he's listening. You'll know that that's coming through there. Jonathan Lindsay's back with us. How are you, Jonathan?
9: I'm good. Thank you very much, Alex. I, I ask
0: um, you because you. the interregnum between Zoomers can sometimes create no manner of problems. And, and you might have been fine on the first Zoomer, second Zoomer round. Who knows what could happen, really, as, as Richard Fitzwilliams would have demonstrated. Um, so let's let's talk to your good self, uh, Jonathan. Um, what did you make of Chloe Rose's little number there, Hearts on the Line?
9: It's lovely. What a beautiful voice she has. and <clears throat> What a lovely song. And um, uh, oh, thank she, it, you. It cheered me
0: up no end. Yeah, Yay. I, I figured that after the the Academy Award debacle, we had to actually go more positive on the whole system and, and work through that. So we can tick basically Oscars twenty twenty two. God knows what's going to happen in twenty twenty three. But as we say, it's time for Jonathan Lindsley to host that. Would you take that role, Jonathan? If if you got the call saying Jonathan Lindsley, you've worked with Jonathan Depp, with Jonathan Depp with um, Johnny Depp. I suppose it is Jonathan Depp after a fashion, really. Maybe he should change his balance there. Uh, would you actually consider uh, joining us and, and, and basically uh, hosting the Academy Awards next year? We need you, Jonathan. Um,
9: to be honest, I don't think I would. Um, I really wouldn't. Um, I, I really do feel quite strongly that the Oscars is, is, is about Hollywood beautiful people. I mean, mm. I, I, I did write um, something recently, which I, I, I sort of... Somebody said, isn't it rude... To, um, to make a joke about somebody with a physical disability, like alopecia, like losing your hair or whatever. And of course it is rude, but we live in a world in which people make jokes, particularly about physical uh, oddments of people all the time. I mean, people are laughed about for being bald, Wearing glasses, having small Well, hands that's, two,
0: that's two. That's score two for me straight away. I mean, what's going on?
9: I, I mean, there's a there's just an immense amount of that. People are picked on for being fat. People are being picked on for being too thin. People are being picked on. So there's millions of reasons why people make jokes about other people's appearance. I think Hollywood, um, and from my experience of of working there and and being around that uh, world, is particularly um, annoying for the fact that it spends a lot of time. Um, picking on people who aren't beautiful, basically, and and um, trying to tell people, tell young people, um, that they are in some way inadequate if they're not the right weight, they're not the right height, they don't have the right eye colour, they don't have the right hair colour. And I think the whole kind of fashion fascist, fascist industry and fitness fascist industry, and uh, epitomised by the super-rich people of Hollywood, Seems to me to be something that I, I get quite angry about. So I'm not gonna be hosting the Oscars.
0: Thankfully, Jonathan, the good thing is that every person on the Midweek Drive is startlingly wonderful, beautiful and just unique in their own way. Isn't that right, Robin Pierce?
16: Oh, don't you even talk to me, not having sent an invitation out. I tell you, if I was Will Smith and you were Chris Rock, yeah. there would be some <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. How is everybody? nice to be remembered at the you know 11th hour Uh, have
0: have you not been listening to the program robin i mean this is the time when you do that debrief chloe's waiting jessica's waiting
16: i I got a second you never invited me i i i I sent you a message at five to four asking if i was on you never replied and now you want me to review the show yeah
0: because we have trust in you we know you'll go with that you know (laughs) perhaps not uh oh well you
16: are so frustrating okay yes i have been listening because you are not gonna catch out this canny welsh person (laughs) um welcome lucy we have never seen or heard of each other before hi
2: hi nice to meet you all the
16: way in wales somewhere where most people haven't heard of (laughs) um but greenpeace is trying to save us i love it um (laughs) Academy Awards. Okay. I didn't watch it because I've stopped watching these a few years ago because it's rampant egotism. And I thought this year with the situation in Ukraine, it was going to be more politicized than ever. And I often wish that um, musicians that I admire, singers, actors, direct whoever, just, just do your job. Don't, don't, don't get involved in politics. That's not what I'm paying to watch or see or hear. Instead, as I woke up the following morning, I, f- I heard the slap that resounded around the world. Um, my particular take on it, if anybody cares, is Will Smith has done himself a lot of damage. A lot of damage. Because for years, for 20 years or more, He has been the the genial nice guy. Now that image is gone forever. He can't get that back. He wasn't acting a role. He has done that in front of millions of viewers. It's tarnished him beyond any spin that anybody can put on it. And to be honest, um, I don't think that Chris Rock his remarks were that bad because he was employed as a comedian. You know what Chris Rock is, is, you know what he's going to say. You know where he's going to go. you know he's going to pick on the audience and his remark to Jada Pinkett Smith. To me, it wasn't that bad. She could have just shrugged and let it go. He could have shrugged and let it go. And they would have looked the bigger people. She did the eye roll. He laughed, and then he probably, you know, he he stormed the stage and physically assaulted a person who was employed to do what he was doing. Walked back, and then on primetime TV worldwide, dropped the f bomb twice. I'm sorry, this has tarnished and sullied your your reputation, Mr. Smith. Um. Again, you know, okay, so Jada Pinkett Smith has a condition that causes hair loss. You know what? I'm more follically challenged than I used to be. I do not expect my wife to go and slap everybody who mentions it.
0: But Maria would. She would, I'm sure. You know, I'd better.
16: Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, I have a question. Um, Blue painted porches in Louisiana due to a superstition. I would love to know what this superstition actually is. Why blue? Why your porch? Why not the whole house? I mean, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, sadly, <laughs> I mean, Jessica, can you, how no, you're not Louisiana born and bred. You are North Carolina, but has it has it migrated? Or even maybe Kathy, is, is it the word that you can add to this?
1: Uh, okay, so. Uh, from my quick Google search mm-hmm. <laughs> that I've pulled up, I found that in order to repel evil spirits from plantations, that's why they painted soft blue on porch ceilings and porches. So it was so it has in to order be a to. Shade. Oh, well, yeah, it has to be a soft blue, and it was meant to mimic water in an effort to keep any haunts or spirits at bay. Hmm.
16: Thank you. Moving on to the rest of the show, uh, you had to go exactly where my mind was with Live and Let Die. I mean, the only thing I know Louisiana for is Voodoo and Live and Let Die. And if you had to ask me, you know, name a prominent Louisiana resident, I would have to say Sheriff J.W. Pepper Louisiana State Police. Secret
11: agent? On whose
16: side? On whose side?
0: It's a little quote from a James Bond movie, by the way, Rebecca. Thanks,
16: put it. thanks for filling me in. Okay, the Beatport. Beach- <laughs> be- I'm going to try that one again. The Beatles. Uh, the Beatles, I have to admit, I am more of a Beach Boys fan. Kathy Mansell, you're after something uh, called Rocky Raccoon.
1: Yeah, I am.
16: Wasn't he one of the guardians of the galaxy? Or have I got <laughs> Rocket. Okay, rocket.
1: That's, Raccoon. That's a rocket. I'm, I'm telling you, you guys got to go on YouTube or something. Look up and listen to Rocky Raccoon. It's a narrative song. Um, it is a little bit different from what the Beatles would typically do. It's off their White Album. I think it's a great but story. Is
16: there such a thing as a typical Beatles track when you see how they evolved over their, the, the span of their careers? That's fair.
1: Now, I think the word I meant to use is the ones that aren't o- always heard, you know? Kathy? Mm. <laughs> <Firstly, laughs> my, my
16: favorite um, Beatles tracks are Nowhere Man and The Long and Winding Road. Mm. Epics. Now, the song that was picked was Money Can't Buy Me Love. Mm. I, I would contend... That in the red light district, money can whoa, indeed buy. Whoa, you.
0: steady, and steady. I'm now going to step remember, away. remember, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant, and other sort of problems in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard a wee while ago.
16: I did enjoy hearing "Hearts on the Line" by Chloe Rose because, here's a little known secret: I've actually got that on my smart speaker playlist. Oh, I really? always enjoy hearing that.
0: Yeah. Oh, you see Chloe, thanks, you you might have had BBC Humberside sort of playing your tunes again. You might be celebrating being <laughs> BBC Humberside. But remember, Siren Radio, it's got your back.
4: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You've been
14: there supporting me from day dot. Absolutely. Uh, Robin also, you know, but Alex, honestly, I can't thank you enough oh. for what you've done over the years. Wow. So well, there as you go. Abba said
16: Chloe, speech. thank you for the music.
14: Yay! Um, oh, I love Abba! Right.
4: Exactly.
14: <laughs> Sorry, I'm so random.
4: Oh, I've ordered a McDonald's as well. Wow. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> that was so
0: random. Was that by mistake? Sorry. Was it just was in case you breakfast? pressed that Sorry. button?
1: Brought no, no, no. <laughs> you
0: Exactly. Sorry. Other fast Sorry. food chains are available, Sorry. but what the hey? It's the midweek drive. Sorry. Chloe has her Big Mac. Uh, um,
16: <laughs> Chloe's oh, still well. talking, isn't she? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Or is Richard back? Richard probably um, wouldn't
0: be having challenges. My, Carry on.
16: My my uh MVP this week. Mm. This Jonathan valuable. is
0: the most valuable person. It's an authentic piece of Robert Pierce memorabilia and indeed award.
16: Uh that would be Robin Pierce. Did I not say yes, he's not around. Oh okay. Sorry. Robin. R O B I N.
0: R-O-B-I-N. Robin. I thought I said Robin. Yes,
16: um, yeah. I'm giving it to Sarah and Kate. Because She gave the quote of the week, America, it's a big place.
0: Pretty much. I mean, it was an early entry, an early entry by Taryn. But it's certainly, you know, it's sky high. I, I thought that actually uh, Rebecca's Nana would have actually uh, won for actually sort of being spotted by Matthew McConaughey in uh, Louisiana. Oh, no, was that actually... That was, that was, that was Lucy. That, that was Lucy. Yeah, that yeah. was your, your mum, Yeah, but she
16: wasn't on the show. That's true. <sighs> You've got to be on the show. Maybe You've next You've got to be on it <laughs> to win it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Extraordinary. Uh, and so we come round to... Well, Jessica, would you like to... Um, um, have any sort of final thoughts because you've been with us for all three zoomers because i I sent you all three zoomers yesterday you know because clearly the robin uh, clearly was beginning to confuse him with his father but that's okay uh so any observations from what you've heard uh what your mum's heard what i mean has it kind of perked you up in north carolina and are you set for a good afternoon
5: It has, it has. I have gotten to learn um, some more Beatles songs. so That's been nice. And got to hear more on the um, Oscars discussion because that is all anyone is talking about online right now. Um, It's the the hot debate at the moment. And um, I also enjoy getting to learn what a script doctor is. So Mm -hmm. I I think that was relevant to what I do. And that was really good to learn because I had no clue that that was even a thing.
0: No, script doctors and uh, John Gerald. Have you ever met John Gerald uh, Robin, in your uh, uh, sci-fi experiences? No. Oh, your paths haven't crossed nope. in the science fiction world. Your paths have not crossed. Oh, yet, of course. But at least you've been on the same midweek drive. Jonathan, who would you like to ask you those last two questions? Would it be from Norwich, not the quiz of the week, but Rebecca Bond? Would it be from somewhere in the place of Bedfordshire, <laughs> home of Luton Town? Making her debut on the programme, Lucy Mills. Or would it be like to be our New York, Miami, General War Correspondent and Postgraduate Student Extraordinaire, Kathy Manso? Which one of these three folk in the studio that you can see now would you like to actually ask you those last two questions?
9: Well, I've met Kathy before, mm-hmm. um, but I've never met Rebecca or Lucy. Is it? Yeah, Lucy. I've not. I've not. I've not met Lucy and Rebecca before. So um, I think they should. Do scissors, paper, comb, or whatever, too. To rock, show. paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. That's the oh, one. So rock, gone.
0: paper, scissors. Right. Oh
9: yeah. Have you done? That? I'd like to. Because <laughs> that, that makes brilliant radio. It that's does, doesn't
0: it? it? You know, having rock, paper, scissors on amazing. radio once again. It puts the whole they're thing. It,
2: they're doing it. They're doing they it. it. They are <laughs>
0: exactly. Good. You can commentate. Works, right?
9: Yes. Very
0: <laughs> good.
2: Yes. Oh look, I'm I'm yes. a loser.
9: The paper is the paper is cut by the scissors. Wow.
0: So, yeah. Once one. again, pushing those boundaries. There we are. Rebecca
6: i feel bad taking the um no, the victory don't. there
0: you're a winner you know oh. don't don't go if you feel bad you're being too british starting to feel you know? like the oscars yeah. winning
6: winning for <laughs> perhaps not good enough reason but here we are <laughs> anyway but um, jonathan i'd love i'd love for you to come back at some point because i feel like i haven't had a chance to ask you all the questions i've had you know you know right. built up so She's got a whole stack of them actually, yeah jonathan. i do i always yeah. do I always come with my questions but um have you had a reasonably interesting zoomer with us today
9: I have. Thank you very much indeed. It was uh, a great pleasure. Very interesting to hear people's points of view.
6: Would you like to
0: ask Jonathan one of those questions? We can squeeze in one, I think. Oh, thought. yeah, I'd so, like yeah, to. Go for it. I was,
6: just, I was reading about your you know, your career earlier and it's a very expansive career and I just wanted to know your favourite mm. part of it. I'd just love to know.
9: Oh, favourite part? Yeah. Well, it's always been on stage.
6: Mm. I
9: think probably playing bottom at the Globe Theatre in London was my favourite to be honest with you. I love that. I, see, I, I feel I, I, I feel a lot yeah. more
6: fulfilled yeah. in asking a question. I, I, I now. thought he might
0: have said, you know, the first radio shows he did with me back in the nineteen eighties. Oh, but you no, know, you forget so soon. You know, it's just,
9: <laughs> well, I might have said that, Alex. But uh, to be honest with you, um, uh, I always say this. But um, when I played uh, Bottom at the Globe, my wife came with my agent. She wasn't then my wife, and she said she fell in love with my Bottom, and that's why she asked me to marry her. So um, <laughs> <laughs> can't I, compete uh, with that, really. Yeah. Really, you know, the yeah,
16: end of the day
0: that's the story of 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 true love and romance and uh second. i wish
16: i'd heard that before i gave the yes. the um.
0: premature award robin <laughs> premature award problem never mind you know sometimes you just got to wait a few moments and then you know however there's always next year um next one please
6: yes yeah, so there's just one final question can we welcome you back in the near future then
9: i'd be very happy to come back in any time when you invite me, thank you very much indeed. Thank Jonathan, of course,
0: here. a regular on resonance rewind as well, which uh, we're coming up with the joys of the expanse for the next one. Robin, has it been good for you? Now that you got here in the end, I generally thought we'd send you the invitation, but thankfully, thanks to the magic of social media, you did send that. I'll send you one for tomorrow afternoon, don't worry.
16: What about Friday? I do Resonance Rewind as well. I'll I'll get that as well. I'm wearing my glasses so you can't see the tears (laughs) freely flowing down my
0: face. Oh, come now. Stop being so morose.
16: You know I'm a sensitive soul. You know this.
0: It's just true. Anyway, enjoyed your participation?
16: I have indeed, thank you. Have you guys enjoyed my participation?
0: Oh, this is getting very self congratulatory. It's almost yes. like the Academy Awards. I'd just like to thank
16: you. I'd like to they, thank they like me. Like they do. really thank like you. me.
0: My, my people like me. Jessica, good for you, good self. Are you back again with us, um, in the very near future?
5: Yes, please. I would love
0: to. Okay, we thank Jessica Burtis, Pamela Sue Man, Taryn Kay, Kathy Manser, Rebecca Bond, Lucy Mills, Richard, Richard Fitzwilliams, Jonathan Lindsley, John Gerald, Chloe Rose. Chloe, we haven't asked Chloe the two questions. Unbelievable. <gasps> Kathy, go for it, please.
1: Oh, my goodness, Chloe. We're so sorry. Uh, apologies, oh really. Lord. I just mean, can't get halfway, good help anymore. Halfway
0: through her fast food dinner and suddenly, <laughs> what? Spluttering. Oh,
1: Put the pickle to one side. <laughs> Chloe, have you had... Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry no, best. no, it's okay. I mean, we're hey, you, talkers. You go, you go. Okay, for it. You I'll go, for I'll for go. Did you have a reasonably interesting Zoomer with us today?
14: I did. I loved it. Thank you. I've enjoyed listening to everybody and what they've got to say. And yeah, very nice. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. And we've enjoyed hearing you. And my next question and final question is Will you be joining us in the very near, near, near future?
14: Absolutely. I'll be back. I'll be back soon.
0: As opposed to what many people would say these days with Arnold Schwarzenegger, ooh, me back it's a painful joke but never mind point,
16: point of order here <laughs> point of order i haven't been asked if i would come back <laughs> i am just all right lucy oh, i don't even know the phrase what is just just is
0: he coming I back basically you
16: that, know that gives me the right to choose the person who it does actually yes me. go for it then Robin. and i i am going to go with lucy mm. oh
2: thank you so much would you like to join us again in the very 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 very, very near future
16: Lucy, I will do it for you.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. And I can't wait. <laughs> N- none of us, then. Alex no, no. Yeah, yeah. All okay. we'll right. I see what it is. then, right you, right
1: Robin. <laughs> next Resonance Rewind. Watch out. All right? I'm going to say everything the opposite <laughs> of yours. Yeah,
0: very true. Uh, so, as we said, Robin Pierce, a huge thanks for your good self. Uh, Jessica, your last little task for today. Would you like us to go out with Life's a Happy Song by The Muppets or Saint Etienne and Like a Motorway? Where would you like us to go? Uh,
5: the the first one the happy song really by you're gonna go to happy song
0: yeah i mean i feel it certainly to you all be well be safe take care up next in the very near future like 10 minutes or so from now we've got uh, the delights of cameron Berg and more wonderful people coming through on siren radio lincoln's local radio service and some might say best who might say best i couldn't possibly comment
9: Great, everything is grand. I got the whole wide world in the
8: palm of my hand. Everything is perfect, it's falling into place. I can't seem to wipe this smile off my face. Life's Life's a a happy happy song. song And there's someone by my side to sing sing along. When you're alone, life can be a little low. It makes you feel like you're three foot tall. When it's just you, well, times can be tough. When there's no one there to catch your fall. Everything is great. Everything is grand. I got the whole wide world in the palm of my hand. Everything is perfect. It's falling into place. I can't seem to wipe this smile off my face. Life smells like a rose. Life's a piece of cake With someone to pedal, Someone to break Life is full of glee With someone to saw Someone to see Life's a happy song When there's someone by my side To sing along I've got everything that I need Right in front of me Nothing's
9: stopping me Nothing that I can't be with You're right here next to me Life's a piece of cake with someone to give, and someone to take. Life's a piece
4: of art. and someone to someone- wash.